Hello folks and welcome to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. My name is Graham Stevens and I really hope that I can bring a smile to your face. Why do only fools and old work Hello there, and welcome back. Now long before Only Fools and Horses, the original street traders were these two. Here is Steptone's son, with an episode entitled TB or Not TB. And that's followed by an episode of Doctor in the House, so don't switch off at the end. We now present another episode in a radio series based on the world-famous BBC comedy success Steptoe and Sons. With Wilfred Bramble as Albert and Harry H. Corbett as Harold. This week, TB or not TB? Take that fag out of your mouth. I can see the ass vibrating from the top of the road. <coughs> A man's got to have some pleasures in life. Did you bring any fags in? I've had to roll my own dogs up since this morning. <coughs> Honestly, the state your lungs must be in. They must look like a couple of empty coal sacks. How long have you been smoking now? Well... Let's see. I started after I left school. So that would have been, uh, eight and a half. <coughs> Sixty glorious years. Have you any idea how much smoking that represents? I don't know. Well, let's work it out. A fag is about three inches long. A packet of 20, that's uh, five foot. How many do you smoke a day? Uh, Forty. Forty? That's ten foot a day you're getting through. <laughs> that is the equivalent of one fag twice as long as you. Do you realise you're smoking 3,650 feet of fag per year? That's horrifying. That's nearly three quarters of a mile. <laughs> Who cares? Three quarters of a mile each year for 60 years. That's incredible. Since you was an eight and a half, you have smoked the equivalent of a fag 45 miles long. <laughs> From here to Reading, we're halfway up the M1 to Coventry. No, it's not. <coughs> you don't smoke them all. You can't count the dog ends. That's even worse. That means you've thrown away a dog end five miles long. <laughs> but quite apart from the health hazard, that is a diabolical waste of money. No, it ain't. I enjoy smoking. <laughs> he ain't done me any harm. <laughs> How can you say that? You must have a lining of nicotine an inch and a half thick inside of your lungs. Another year and the sides will be touching. <laughs> you can't breathe properly. You have bronchitis every year from October to April. Oh, Dad, do yourself a favour. 
caviar. Oh, no, Harold. Oh, I couldn't manage without my legs. I'm too old to change my ways now. Life without a nice cough and a drag wouldn't, wouldn't be worth living. Well, unless you could put my mind at rest and have an X-ray. An X-ray? Yeah, there's a mobile X-ray unit down the road. I passed it on my way home. Why don't you go down and have a checkup? No, I'm not having no X-rays. Why not? They might find something wrong with me. Well, that's the idea, then I can do something about it. No, if there's anything wrong with me, I'd rather not know about it. Oh, that, that is ridiculous. I mean, that is burying your head in the sand. If there's anything wrong with you, it won't go away. It'll just get worse. There's nothing wrong with me. You don't know? Not until you've had a check-up? Uh, I know you. You want them to find something wrong with me. Oh, terrible thing to say. Yes, you do. Those I love to go to the hospital and they'll keep me there and I'll never come out again. That's what you want, isn't it? Well, if that's what I wanted, I could have had your head x-rayed and had you taken away years ago. <laughs> no, it's for your own good. Besides, everybody should be x-rayed. That is the only way they can stamp out disease. You see, the incidence of TB has fallen dramatically because of these x-rays. They can catch it in time. I'm going to have one. Why? What's wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with me. Then what are you going to have one for? <laughs> now look, the whole point of preventative medicine is to stop people from being ill, so they don't have to go into the hospital. And the only way that you can find out whether people are ill is ill is to find out if they is ill or if they is not ill uh, in, in the first place. <laughs> X-rays and preventing it, it's looking for it. Now, leave well alone. If people are ill and don't know about it, what's the point of depressing them? Blow them like a mill. <laughs> I should have you committed. Life would be much easier, you know. Look, are you coming or not? No, I haven't got TB. I didn't say you have. But you've got a nasty cough, ain't you? I've always had that. That's not TB. It's me lungs. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have a check-up. You're coming with me first thing in the morning. You're going to have a bath, put some clean underwear on, and you're going to have that skinny little chest x-rayed, all right? I don't have to have a bath, do I? Well, you can't give the x-rays a chance to get through, ain't you? <laughs> I don't want to be x-rayed, Harold. There's nothing wrong with me. I know there isn't. I'm as healthy as anyone. Oh, good morning. Uh, we have come for the mass x-rays. Mass x-rays? You said it was just one on the chest. I'm not having them all over. I'm all... Come back here, you! They're not strapping me down and shooting all that electricity through me. It's not natural. I'd turn into a monster. What do you mean, turn? <laughs> I must apologise for my father. I mean, he has been watching too many of them late-night Frankenstein pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody's going to strap you down. Mass, in this case, means everybody. You're going to have one little x-ray. Now behave yourself. 
I do beg your pardon. Oh, that's all right. There's nothing to worry about, sir. I can assure you it does you no harm at all. Now, we'll just fill these cards in. Name? Steptoe. Albert Edward Ladysmith Steptoe. Age? 63. You liar, he's 69. Why don't you know this is? How can you be sensitive about your age and your time of life? 69. Big mouth. Address? The Muse Cottage, Old Drum Lane, Shepherd's Bush. Are you suffering from any illness? No, never had a day's illness in my life. I'm as fit as a fiddle. What are you doing tonight? <laughs> Dad, please. I'm most terribly sorry. Oh, that's all right. I'm sure he doesn't mean anything. He does, don't you, Ali? <laughs> you, you mark your manners now and answer the question. Do you cough at all? No, uh, never. Gordon Bennett. When was the last time you were x-rayed? Oh, I've never been x-rayed. There's never been any need. There's nothing wrong with me. Name and address of doctor. I haven't got one. Don't need one. I know there's nothing wrong with you. Have you ever received any medical treatment? No. Yeah. I had some white powder squirted down me trousers when I come out of the trenches. <laughs> I think we'll count that. <coughs> right, give this card to the nurse. I'll wait for him. Oh, go. Name? Uh, Steptoe. Harold Albert, the Kitchener. <laughs> Age? 34. He's 41. I'm 39. Which is it? 34, 39, or 41? 39. Nearly 40. You'll need an x-ray on your nose if you don't keep it off of my phone. <laughs> now, come on, come get undressed. Clear off. Address? Simon's in, unfortunately. Are you suffering from any illness? Uh, not to my knowledge. I do keep myself in pretty good physical condition. Any cough? Uh, well, th there is a slight irritation of the bronchial tracheae, uh, first thing in the morning, but it's nothing to worry about. Any sputum? <laughs> Party? Gold watches. Oh, no, 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 nothing like that. Have you been x-rayed before? Uh, uh, no. Yes, you have. Two years ago when the horse kicked you in the cobblers. <laughs> it's no nothing to be ashamed of. You got over it, didn't you? He can still enjoy himself, miss. <laughs> oh, please, please. It's something I'd rather not talk about in mixed company. Ah, oh, that's all right. She's a medical lady. She's heard worse than that, I know. I think you ought to put it down, Miss. X-ray Gentiles. <laughs> Nothing else? No. Now, give this card to the nurse. Through there. Come on, you. What'd you have to go and tell her I was 69 for? What do you want to tell her about the horse for? I was just on the point of asking her out tonight. Good afternoon. Well, ask this one, then. <laughs> oh, London. She must be older than Florence Nightingale. Come along there. Hurry up. We haven't got all day. The nice young lady said to give you these cards. Take off your jackets, please. Remove all metal objects. Here, here, what's your game? 
I just want to remove your braces. I bet you do. <laughs> well, find someone else. I know about you nurses. The metal clasps will show up on the X-ray. Over here, behind the machine. Right. Don't move. Deep breath in. Hold it. Don't move. I said don't move. My trousers is falling down. <laughs> Never mind about your trousers. Hold it. Policies, shut up. You well, cannot come. Well, would you let me give it a shut up? Next, please. So sorry. By all means. Deep breath in. Hold it. Oh. Oh. Stop flexing oh. your muscles. <laughs> so sorry. It's just a habit. Thank you. We'll write and let you know the results. Don't bother. There's nothing wrong with me. Good morning. Harold. I'm frightened. What for? You've had it. That's what I'm frightened about. Supposing there is something wrong with me. Oh, come on, don't worry, Dad. You're all right. Dad, was that a postman? Yeah, the West London Chest Clinic. Oh, my God, Harold, the West London Chest Clinic. Oh, that's probably the results of our x-rays. Here you are. You open them. Hey, old Steptoe, that's you. I don't want it. Open it. No, straight away. Burn it. There's nothing wrong with me. Well, that's probably what they're telling you. Open yours first. Oh, all right, then. Yes, sir. We are happy to inform you that your recent chest X-ray is completely clear and shows no abnormalities. There you are. Nothing to worry about. Go on. Open yours. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh. Dear sir, your recent chest X-ray was unsatisfactory due to a technical fault. An appointment has been made for you at the West London Hospital for a further X-ray. <gasps> I've got it. <gasps> I'm dangerous to you. <laughs> it's your fault, you and your X-rays. It was all right under then. Oh, that'd be ridiculous. I mean, X-rays cannot give you TB. Anyway, don't say you've got it. It just says unsatisfactory due to a technical fault. You always say that, so it's not to frighten you. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not long for this world. I can feel it. I can feel the life draining out of me. Where's my chair? How not, Dad? Well, you mustn't panic. You've got to be rational. Now, let us assume the worst. You've got to be. Oh. oh. <laughs> nothing to worry about. Well, it's not like it used to be. It's not like it was in your days. Oh, medical science has made tremendous progress since then. See, they've got drugs and modern methods of treatment. Oh, you'll be cured in no time at all. 
couple of months in a sanatorium, rested, and you'll be as right as right. I won't. I've had it. I probably won't last the week out. Uh, you, must, you mustn't talk like that, Dad. You're going to be all right. I try not to worry. Now, when have you got to go to the hospital? It says tomorrow afternoon. Hey, wait a minute. What? This ain't my letter. It's yours. Pardon? <laughs> it says H A K Steptoe. That's you. <laughs> they put him in the wrong envelopes. That'd be ridiculous. I wouldn't make a mistake like that. Sorry. Oh my God. H I'm all right. I'm all right. There's nothing wrong with me. I told you. Fit is a fiddle. Where's me fans? <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with you? TB. I've got TB. Oh, don't say you've got it. It just says in the X-ray was unsatisfactory due to a technical fault. They always say that. They never tell you the truth. I'm ill. I've had it. You haven't had it, young lad like you. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I've got a cough. Uh, uh, uh. Dad, I've got a cough. You call that a cough? <laughs> <laughs> That's a cough. Oh, shut up. Hear that? Listen. Cavities. Oh, oh my lungs must be like lace curtains. <laughs> Dad, that. I can't breathe properly. I'm out of breath. Now come to think of it, I haven't been feeling well lately. <laughs> I have been so tired all the time. That's too much of the other. <laughs> There's nothing to worry about. You said yourself it's not like it used to be. A couple of months in a sanatorium, that's what you say. Yeah, but they may not have caught it in time. I've probably had it for years. <laughs> <laughs> It's all your fault. You never looked after me when I was a kid. I never had any decent food. This rotten damp house. What chance did I have? It's lied my resistance. It's all your fault. You had the best food money could buy. You never had any money. <laughs> you spent it all in the pub. With me standing out in the rain all evening with a bottle of lemonade and an arrowroot biscuit. <laughs> That's why I've got it. You haven't got it. Yes, I have. I've lost a lot of weight lately. Of course you had. You've been on a diet trying to get into them velvet trousers, you boys. No, no, it's more than that. Oh, it's been falling off me. I'm wasting away. And lack of energy. That's a symptom. You've had that since you was born. Oh, I'm frightened. Don't come too close to me. It's catching. Oh, I'm your son. Your flesh and blood. Well, there's no point in us both having it. It's going, to, it's going to be hard enough for me running the business on my own when you're away. I don't know how I'm going to manage. I'll be here on my own. Ah, oh, what a terrible thing to happen to me at my time of life. What about me? It's me that's ill. You should have looked after yourself all them late nights, burning the candles at both ends. I warned you. <laughs> and now I'm going to be left on my own. Well, I hope you're satisfied. I wouldn't have believed it. There's me sitting here gasping my life away. And all you can think of is yourself. 
I don't think there's another living soul in this whole world who can be as callous as you. I'll never forget this. I'll take the memory of this day to my dying grave. Where are you going? I'm going to my grave. I eat my bed. But you've only just got up. I'm very tired. I must try and get as much rest as I can. I've got to conserve my energy for the battle that lies ahead. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> God willing. <laughs> Good morning, Father. Oh, oh. Take that surgical mask off your face. <laughs> no! Take it off or I'll stab it down your throat. All right, all right. Let go my throat. A man's entitled to protect himself. Eat your breakfast. Here. Have you been drinking out of that cup? No. What? It's mine. It's a new one. That's your cup over there. I've smashed all the others. <laughs> Here. Eat that sausage. You touched it. What's this? What? All these bits of sticking plaster. I'm in half and fork. Oh, that's so as we don't get them mixed up. <laughs> I've marked your cup, your saucer, your plate, your knife, your fork, your spoon. They go in the sideboard. I've moved all the stuff I use into the kitchen. I'll move out into the stable if you like. You keep away from that horse. <laughs> she catches if we've had it. Well, she ain't going to catch anything from me. God blimey. Why don't you plant a yellow cross on the front door and I'm done with it? I'll carry this handbell round with me, if you like. I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean. Give away, give away, give away. I'm clean. No, 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 sit down, sit down. Don't get excited. You mustn't overdo it. You're right. <laughs> I mustn't tire myself out. Oh, dear. How my cheeks flushed. They look all right to me. Aren't you going to go and get dressed? Aren't you going to go to work? How can I go to work? I'm a very sick man. <laughs> What about your precious horse catching it? Oh, she can wear a mask. <laughs> Fresh air do you good. You just want to get me out of the house, don't you? So you can have it fumigating. In any case, I've got to go to the hospital this morning for my x-ray. Are you going to eat your breakfast? No. I just don't seem to have any appetite lately. That's another symptom. Good. I'll have it then. I've touched that breakfast. Oh, go on. forgot about that. <laughs> go on, eat it. It'll be all right. Dip the sausages in carbolic. <laughs> and it's a sign to waste them. Uh, no, thanks. I'm, I'm not hungry. How are you feeling this morning, anyway? I wondered when you'd ask. It's comforting to know you're concerned. I'm not well. I'm not well at all. <laughs> I broke out into a cold sweat during the night. That's another symptom. I saw the sunrise this morning. Oh, it was beautiful. I could smell the rain as well as it dried on the wet pavements. Is that a symptom? Everything seems so clear 
I say your senses is heightened when you haven't got long to go. You see things in a new light. I don't suppose I shall see another spring. I shall miss England in the spring. It was my favourite time. <laughs> I weighed myself this morning. I've lost another four pounds since yesterday. You haven't got your gum boots on, have you? <laughs> Pull yourself together. You're carrying on like some puffy Victorian poet. <coughs> would, you, would you put this envelope in a safe place for me, will you? What's that? My will. I've left everything to you with a small bequest for the Labour Party. There's no need to make out your will. They'll cure you, you said yourself, all the new drugs, modern techniques. They work wonders today. Yes, I know they do. But I've got a premonition. My time has come. Oh, it's a shame, really. There's so much to do, so much to see, and so little time left. I don't be sad. Dad, I'm not sad. Look, I'm smiling. <laughs> well, I'd better go now. I'm to at the hospital in an hour to get the confirmation. I'd better take my pyjamas with me to probably rush me straight into the sanatorium. Goodbye, Dad. I don't suppose I shall be back here again. I'll come and visit you, Hal. If it's not too far. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. I would like that. Oh, don't worry about me. I am at peace with myself. Oh, Harold. I have no regrets. Je ne regret ne rien. <laughs> My only worry is leaving you. Hatching up, Dad. No tears. I'd like to remember you with a smile on your face. <laughs> Come on. Smile. Smile. <laughs> That's the style. Say goodbye to the horse for me. And everybody down at the Skinner's Arms. Goodbye, Dad. Goodbye, son. Oh, Dad. What is it, son? You think they could have sent a rotten, stinking ambulance, don't you? It wouldn't have cost them. <laughs> He's been gone long enough. Wonder if he's dead. <laughs> oh, might as well read his will. Dear Dad, by the time you read this, I shall be dead. Unless you can't wait, you've opened it already. You're <laughs> too distraught at my demise. You can rest happy in the knowledge that we will meet again when you two are called by that great rag and bowman in the sky. Because the dance balls will be all that long. I would like to be buried with my mum. And I hope that you will take more care of it when there is two of us in there than you ever did when she was in there on her tot. <laughs> I hereby bequeath... Ah, uh, this is the bit. ...all my worldly goods to you. This is to include my post office book and my half of Steptoe and Son, hereinafter referred to as the business. I further bequeath... Yeah? 
an annual sum not exceeding 15% of my total estate to be donated to Harold Wilson in his capacity as leader of the Labour Party of Great Britain and Northern Ireland and all his dominions beyond the sea. Yes. I further bequeath to you personally a dirty great bunch of cards. What up to you, Tom? Oh, yeah. well, you couldn't wait, could you? Well, you're not going to get anything now. I thought she was at the hospital. I've been to the hospital. What do they say? For nothing wrong with me. Did you have another X-ray? Yeah. And, and they didn't see anything on it? No. Nah, and there wouldn't have been anything on the first one if I'd have taken this off. What off? There's bloody silly stupid thing hanging round my neck with my name and address on that you made me wear in case I got lost. Oh. <laughs> I've been wearing it for so long I forgot all about it. Look at it. Anybody think I was a stray dog? <laughs> oh, well, you're all right. That's the main thing. There's nothing wrong with you. Welcome home, son. This tea is stone cold. I'll make some more. No, bother. I'm going to bed. I'm dog-tired. I didn't get any sleep last night for worrying about it. Harold, you can't go to bed. Why not? I burned it. <laughs> I burned all your clothes as well. You've been listening to Wilfred Bramble and Harry H. Corbett as Steptoe and Son, with Joe Manning Wilson as the receptionist and Margot Boyd as the nurse. Written and adapted for radio by Ray Galton and Alan Simpson and produced by Bobby J. You are listening to The Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. And that was an episode of Steptoe and Son entitled TB or not TB. Now, as promised, here is an episode of Doctor in the House, and this one's called Our First Baby. We present Doctor in the House. Adapted for radio by Ray Cooney from the original novel by Richard Gordon, it stars Richard Bryars as Simon Sparrow and Geoffrey Sumner as Sir Lancelot Spratt. Episode 7, Our First Baby. Ah, here we are, Simon. Uh, Antenatal. Better sit and wait, I suppose. Yeah. Not too near the expectant mums. With your paunch, you might be whipped in for an examination. <laughs> oh, highly comical. Mrs. Birch, please. Hey, get a load of that tummy. <laughs> How far gone would you say she is? And the fetus idea. <laughs> Had 11 months by the look of her. <laughs> That's exciting, isn't it? We're starting the midwifery course, you mean? Aye. Too true. Really seems worthwhile. Oh, oh it's Tony looking oh, a bit red in the oh, face. God, God. Am I late? Oh. Oh, a couple of minutes. 
Oh. Nobody sent for us or anything. The staff nurse said to wait here until Sister sent for us. Sure, Holmes, I've had a ghastly morning. Oh, what's happened? I've had another row with Vera. She came over for coffee, ended up by chucking the stuff over me. God. Oh, dear. Was it with sugar or without? Uh, <laughs> she ruined my shirt. Look. Ah, well, why don't you marry that girl? You've been engaged long enough. No, it wasn't about that this time. She's fed up with my not wanting to pass exams. This midwifery course really put the lid on it. I just happened to mention I found the whole business extremely boring, and she sloshed me one. Good Lord. Yes. Uh, excuse me. Hmm? Yes. Are you antenatal? Well, I most certainly am, yes. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, uh, yeah, I think you, you, sit over, you sit over there somewhere. I, I think you do. Mr. Benskin, Mr. Evans, Mr. Sparrow. Oh, yes, sister. Yes, uh, sister, yes. In here. Yes. Now, while you're here, you will share a room at the top of the resident doctor's quarters. Make sure that one of you is always within call. And when you go out on a case, a midwife is always sent separately by the local maternity service. Thank heavens for that. Yes. So you have nothing to worry about, you see. Nothing at all. Hmm. Unless the midwife drops dead on the way. <laughs> and don't forget to carry a few sixpences. Well, what's that for, uh, sister? Uh... Parking our Rolls Royce, <laughs> To phone the obstetrical officer here at St. Swithin's, should you get into any trouble with your mothers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and what will, the, uh, what will the obstetrical officer do, sister? He will come out in a police car and take charge. And don't wait until it's too late, either. Any questions? Uh, no, no. no. Oh. Well, yes, please, sister. Evans? Uh, well, when will we actually start going on duty? Now. Now? <laughs> now? You mean, now today? From 6 p.m. this evening. You will relieve the three midwifery students who have today concluded their term. So we might be sent out to deliver a baby... This evening, yes. Yes. Well, in that case, I have several questions I want to ask you. You do know something about childbirth, don't you, Sparrow? Well, not from personal experience, of course. Naturally. But you have had instruction on the subject, I take it. Uh, well, I... I um... you'll, uh, you'll have to be patient with him, sister. It's taken us three years to convince him the stork's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh, I know he's got nothing to do with a stork, you silly fool. Ah, uh, yes, yes. You're not so sure about the gooseberry bush, though, are you? <laughs> oh, don't, don't worry, sister. We know our onions. It's babies you are delivering, Mr. <laughs> not groceries. <laughs> no, what I mean is uh, we've studied the books, you know, but uh, we didn't think we'd be thrown in the, the deep like this. There's nothing difficult about it. I'll probably faint or something. Yeah. Have you never been present at a birth, Sparrow? Well, no, only my own, of course. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I was rather young at the time. I mean, I yes, well, <laughs> first things first. Before you go to your mother, you must check your bags. <laughs> bags? Here we are. Each of you has two leather instrument bags. Two? Oh, that's rather extravagant, isn't it, sister? But most necessary, Mr. Evans. They're, they're all large, aren't they? We look like out-of-work cricketers. They contain sufficient material, Mr. Sparrow, to restore the biggest disaster that even you could pull down on yourself. Oh, I see. Well, I hope you're right. Bottles of antiseptic, a pair of obstetrical forceps, enamel bowl, rubber gloves, so on and so forth. Firstly, then, before you go to your mother... Check your bags. <laughs> Correct. Now, if you have a look at this diagram of the female body... <laughs> That's quite uncalled for, Mr. Ben. I'm terribly sorry, sister. Now, as you can see from the diagram... Evening, Mr. Benskin. Mr. Evans, Mr. Sparrow. Still standing outside? Oh, freezing. Oh, yes, real brass monkey weather, this. 
We've just popped in for a quick one. We're, we're on duty at six, you see, at midwifery. You'll have to hurry. Well, I shouldn't think there'll be any nippers born on a night like this. Oh, why is that, Padre? Well, they'll pop their noses out, take one look at the weather, and get back where it's warm and cozy. <laughs> well, what's it to be? Three bottle lights with teats? <laughs> we'll have the usual, please, Padre. Oh, good luck to you all. They say if you survive this term, you're home and dry. And they say if you survive the first delivery, you're okay for the rest of the term. Oh, see you. Here you are. Oh, cheers. Oh, well, cheers, boys. Here's to us and our delivery service. <laughs> oh, are you nervous, Taffy? Oh, not at all. Excited, though. Yeah. Wish I could work up some enthusiasm for this baby business. Yeah. You nervous, Simon? Oh, not me, no. I'm not nervous. I'm absolutely terrified. <laughs> Hey, Julie, any word from Vera? No, ah, I rang Vera, but she wouldn't speak to oh. me. Ah, she'll come round. Well, no, I think it's the end this time. It's this baby business that's done it. I know babies, marriage. Why can't women go away and bud like the flowers? <laughs> Here, how are we going to work the rotor tonight? I mean, uh, who's going out first if there's a call? Well, it doesn't make any difference, does it? Well, it does if there's only one delivery tonight. Ah, well, the other two could get a good night's kit. Mm. Yeah. Well, either of you two would like to volunteer for going out first? No, I don't want to volunteer either. <laughs> Better toss for it. Right. Odd man out takes first watch. Heads. Tails. <laughs> Good old Simon. <laughs> Let's have a quick one before we're on duty. Padre, two pints and a double brandy for Simon Oliver Sparrow. Baby deliver. Extraordinary. No thanks, no thanks. I'm not breathing alcohol over my firstborn. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jock. Green, Mr. Sparrow. Uh, hello, Jock. Oh, Jock, any messages? No, Mr. Benskin. Oh, are you sure? I've been expecting my girlfriend to ring up. And you've been asking me all day. There are no messages for you. Yeah. We are the new midwifery students, Jock. So I gather, Mr. Evans. Those expecting women would have thought twice nine months ago if they'd known you three would be on duty tonight. Oh, sure. Thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah. Don't mention it. Do you know all you're supposed to know? Oh, yes. I, I think I could deliver a baby standing on my head. Hmm. You won't try, will you? Yeah. <laughs> and you know a wee bit about what you do when you get there, Mr. Sparrow? Uh, a wee bit, yes. Mm -hmm. I'll have the three of you moved into your room up top. Oh, yes, thank you. Well, all you do is await your beds. And when the calls come in, I'll be up to push you off. Which lucky one is taking first call? I am. Oh, dearie me. <laughs> you put yourself in the nearest bed to the door. Yes, all right. And while you're on midwifery, I need to know every minute of the day where each one of you is. There's a blackboard over there. Whenever you leave your room to go anywhere... Anywhere? <laughs> anywhere. You choke it up on that board. Uh, how's it been today uh, so far, uh, mother-wise? Uh, Baby-wise, delivery-wise? Quiet. Not a thing. Ah, oh, jolly good. No, it's a bad sign, that. Is it? Uh, <laughs> bad sign. After it's been as quiet as this for a bit, they start popping out like rabbits. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to know? Uh, yes, now look. When the call comes, how exactly do we get to the patients? How do you get there? Well, yes, I mean, see, they've given us two whacking great cricket bags to carry. If we're forced to walk, I reckon the race will go to the stalks. <laughs> oh, no, you don't have to walk. Well, then, uh, how do we get to the furthest outpost of North London in this lousy weather? She's over there in the corner. Who is? Daisy. <laughs> this clapped-out bicycle is Daisy. Oh, be kind. That used to be a smashing wee bicycle. Smashing is the operative word. <laughs> well, I'll be up as soon as we get an expectant mum ring through. In the meantime, you'll just have to wait patiently. What's known as a pregnant pause. 
Chiaro. What is it? What is it? It's Joe, the porter. What is it? What is it? Here's the address on this piece of paper. Address I've only just arrived. Your first delivery. First delivery? I'll get Daisy ready. You better hurry, sir. They sound very worried over the phone. Oh, Lord. Right, right. This is it. Oh, where's the light? Must put the lights on. Oh. Oh. Oh, I've dropped a bit of paper. Oh, hell. Oh. Where are the lights? Oh. What the... What are you doing? Getting up. Getting up? I thought you were giving birth. Oh. Sorry, did I, did I wake you? Wait, me? You didn't know. Of course, I'm always ready for a chat at four o'clock in the morning. It's four o'clock in the morning? Yes, it is, you great clod in elephant. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. Could you find my bit of paper while I slip some clothes on? Oh, you are a damn you, Yes, I know. Trousers. Tr- Have you seen my trousers? They're hanging on the back of the door. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's rather cold, isn't it? Is it still snowing? Oh, I can't see. The windows are frozen up. Oh, well, don't open it for heaven's oh. sake. Oh, oh, what a night. Cool. Look at that snow. Cool. Looks like a plate full of St. Swithin's rice pudding. <laughs> hey, close that window, will you? Ah, that'll teach you to sleep in nothing but your socks tapping. Oh. Eh? <laughs> uh, fest. Fest. It's cold. Is this the piece of paper you're looking for, Simon? What? Yes, give it to me, quick. Let's have a look. Yes, this is. I can't remember. What's the address? Uh, 334 Palmyra Road, Holloway. Oh, I've never heard of it. Who's got the London Street directory? I don't know. I think it's supporting that wonky sideboard. Uh, oh. Yes, here it is. Right. Thanks. I'll shove it in my pocket. Do you think I'll be warm enough? Well, what have you got on? A vest, shirt, rubby jersey, cricket sweater, woolen scarf and duffel coat. <laughs> you look as if you're going to take middle watch on an Arctic fishing boat. <laughs> It's jolly cold out. Hurry up and go. I'm going up in the back. Where are my bags? Look, if you don't get a move on, you'll miss the blasted baby's first birthday. (laughs) I'm ready. Uh, Good luck, boy. Go on, we'll we'll be thinking of you. Thanks, I'm I'm shaking like a leaf. I've forgotten everything. I'll probably present the mother with a bouncing six and a half ounce appendix. Go on, clear off. Oh, Jock, any idea where Palmyra Avenue is? Uh, Off the Holloway Road, sir, towards Hornsey Lane. Right, I'll find it. Have you got your street directory with you? Yes. Daisy's outside the door here. Come on, sir, I'll carry your bags. Oh, thanks. Perishing cold. Oh, it certainly is. Dreadful. How how do I manage these bags as well? Well, that's what the piece of string is attached to the handlebars for, sir. Is it? I thought that was holding the handlebars on. (laughs) No, sir. You get on. Oh, uh, Mr. Sparrow. What is it? You can ride a bicycle, can't you? Of course I can. Well, I'll give you a wee bit of a push across the courtyard, shall I, to, to start you off? If you would. Here we go. Hey! The back tire's flat, isn't it? Afraid it is, sir, yes. And the front wheel. What about it? Well, you don't seem to have much of an understanding with the handlebars. <laughs> I wouldn't worry unduly, Mr. Sparrow. It's all downhill to Holloway. Good. You get back, Chuck. The snow's falling fast. I'm okay. You're sure? Yes, go on, go on. Down right outside the hospital gates and then straight over to the traffic light. Thank heavens it's down here all the way to Holloway. No, that's better. I fly through the air with the greatest speed. The daring young doctor delivering babies. Now, straight over the traffic lights, Jock said. Now, good. Are they green? I can't see a thing. Ah, yes, they are. Oh, blimey, they're changing red. I can't help that. I've got to get to my child. I couldn't stop anyway. No brakes. There'll be nobody about this time. 
Here we go. You might look where you're going. You've ruined Daisy, you idiot. Hello, Alice Daisy. Good Lord. It's the last lot, Fanny. I need to laugh. Spare your maniac or a menace. And what the devil do you think you're doing at four o'clock in the morning rushing down Central Hill looking like Scott of the Antarctic? I'm delivering, Sir Lancelot. Delivering? What, ice cubes? Are you drunk? No, no. I'm midwifing. If you'll excuse me, sir, I really must get on. So, uh, that's, that's Daisy, is it? Yes, Sir Lancelot. Yes, well, you're not going to get far in her, are you? The other wheel's probably in Camden Town by now. Oh, blimey, I have to walk... The bags are undamaged anyway. Walk, walk, where to? Uh, Palmyra Avenue, so it's off Holloway Road. But you can't walk that distance in this weather. It's nearly a mile. Damn baby will open the door to you, you young... <laughs> Look, sir, I'm jolly well going to deliver that baby. If it dares to come into this world before waiting for me, I'll strangle the flipping thing. Oh, <laughs> oh I'll get into my car. You... Well, sir Lancelot, are you... Go on, get in. Stop talking. Go on. Bring your sports equipment with you. Now, remember, I'm just a bystander. You're in charge. Fill him with confidence. I don't feel very confident. It's jolly good of you to stick by me, sir. Wouldn't miss this for a pension, Sparrow. Come in, Doctor. I'm Granny. Oh, I wasn't expecting two of you. Uh, no, I'm, uh, he, uh... No, I, I'm his uncle. Uh, get in there, Sparrow. Has the midwife arrived yet? No, sir. I expect it's the snow. Never mind. Never mind? Dump your things, young man. What's that baby crying? That's an earlier model, you fool. Sheila, this is the doctor. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, don't worry, Sheila, uh, mother. Uh, yes. Don't worry, and don't get up, don't get up. I mean, I'm here, there's no cause to worry. I'm not worried. <laughs> Says who? Stop that banging! We've got a lot to do, me and the doctor. There's a good boy. Oh, I don't think I'll be long, doctor. Why, are you going somewhere? Oh! <laughs> I, I see what you mean. Now. I'd say less than five minutes to go. Five? I'm not to worry, Mother. Uh, Mrs. Stevens, the midwife will be, be here soon. Oh, she missed the last one. Did she? Yes. This time last year it was. Snow again. They will use them bicycles, won't they? The babies? Oh, the midwife, yes. <laughs> oh! Oh, it's getting close now. Four minutes. You make it sound like a blast-off. <laughs> Four minutes now. Mrs. Stevens, how many children do you have? Five. Five? Oh, jolly good. At least one of us knows a bit about it. Two minutes! Come in, come in. No, a bag, bag. Where's my bag? Yeah. All oh, right. I can't open it. I can't open it. Doctor, it's coming, it's coming. Wait, you'll have to wait for a second. Hang on. Here we are. Now, what do I do? Uh, where do I... Anyone got a diagram? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> He's laughing. He is, I'm sure. <laughs> will he will he be all right in there, sir? Water draw, yes. It does for a cop once a year, Doctor. Here's your mug of tea. Oh, thanks. Biggest one for you. Ah, thanks, Aubrey. And one for Uncle. Oh, well, thank you, Granny. <laughs> How do you feel, Mrs. Stevens? Fine. He's a lovely little boy, isn't he? Oh, he certainly is. He's all there, too. I mean, you know, all the bits and pieces, you know. <laughs> 
He's all right, isn't he? Smashing. Got more wrinkles than a bloodhound. <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, Doctor, what's your name? A sparrow. Simon Sparrow. Simon. That's a lovely name. Um, would you mind if I called him Simon? No. I'd be absolutely delighted. Honoured. And I hope he grows up to be as nice and as kind as you are. Ah, well, I hope so. <laughs> Go on, Doctor. He was very wonderful, you know. Thank you, Dr. Sparrow. Wonderful. His single manoeuvre in effecting the delivery was pulling back the eider down. <laughs> now, you get some rest now, Mrs. Stevens. I'll drop you off at St. Swithin, Sparrow. Good night. Uh, good night. Good night, Mrs. Stevens. Uh, good night, Simon Stevens. Good night, Granny. Right. Jump in, lad. Uh, would you mind, um, would you mind, Orphie, if I walked back to St. Swithin's last Walked? Well, it stops me, and I feel, uh, I feel pretty good. Oh. Pretty thrilling, wasn't it, sir? Well, the baby, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I suppose it was. He is quite thrilling. Uh... Oh, not half. That was really something. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah, you walk then, Sparrow, and a very good night to you. Good night, Sir Lancelot. Thanks for everything. Oh, I didn't do a thing. Uh, I'm sure Granny appreciated it. What? You slipping at that fiver before we left. Fiver? Yeah. Oh, jobs. Good night, Sir Lancelot. Okay. <laughs> Oh, hell's bells, Jock. I tell you, it's the greatest moment of my life. Never known anything like it. Doctor, she says. Doctor, may I call him after you? Is that a fact, sir? Most unusual, that is. Well, I tell you, I nearly wept, man. And I hadn't done a thing. Flipping midwife had looked after the lot. You better try and get a drop of shut eye. Oh, I couldn't sleep. Uh, is Sparrow back yet? Not yet, sir, no. Oh, he must have had a tricky one, poor old Simon. Uh, Mr. Benskin isn't back yet either, sir. Tony, did he get called out? Yes, not long after you. I knew they'd start shelling them like peas. <laughs> oh, what a night. Doctor, may I call him after you? Hello, Pep. Just going out? Oh, just got back. How'd it go? I had a seven-pound boy. Congratulations. Thanks. What about you? Me? Boy. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Any complications? No, no, not really, no. Nothing that I couldn't cope with anyway. The, uh, the midwife didn't turn up. No, get away. Oh, yeah, yes. So I delivered it by myself. Holy mackerel. Did, did you get everything right? Oh, yes. Kept my head, stayed cool, nearly killed the cat. <laughs> well, I must hand it to you, Simon. Uh, well done. A uh, cup of coffee for you, Jack. Oh, you bet. Fabulous. <laughs> here you are, then. Untoosed and dripping. Oh, how's that? Doc, you remind me. Uh, we'll sit down here and celebrate, eh? Don't you want to get some shut-eye? Shut, too excited. <laughs> oh, you're all mad. <laughs> they're, um... They're going to call him after me, you know. After you? Yeah, baby. They're going to call him after me. Simon. <laughs> oh, I thought my case was unique. How do you mean? Well, they're calling my baby after me. Are they? Yes, and uh, well, they're going to use both my names, too. Both of them? W with David and Elwin. David Elwin Popopolis. <laughs> David Elwin, what? Popopolis. Well, they were a Greek family. Uh, would jolly hard up by the look of them, too. David Elwin Popopolis? <laughs> well, what's so funny about that? Nothing, nothing. Oh, oh here's Tony. Ah, how'd it go? It was the most beautiful experience of my life. <laughs> Everything all right? Oh, it, it was marvellous. It, 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 it was wonderful. Oh, oh, well, actually, there was one... Oh, there was a slight hitch. What was that? The baby arrived before I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes, the, the midwife told me that they, they call it BBA. BBA? What does that mean? Blimey, Benskin's absent. Uh, <laughs> it does not. It means born before arrival. It's a terrible disgrace, apparently. When I got there, the blasted baby was in the bed. I thought you said it was the most beautiful experience of your life. Yes, so it was. <laughs> the second one. 
The second one? There will nobody discover the silly girl was having twins. <laughs> twins? Yes. Well, congratulations. Well done, Tony. Great. Well, it, 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 was, it was nothing, really. I, I was magnificent, that's all. It was... <laughs> Coffee, toast, and dripping, Mr. Benson. Oh, just the ticket. Thanks, Jock. Uh, Jock, Mr. Benson just had twins. Has he? Congratulations, well, Mr. Benson. Thank you very much, Jock. I'll give you a call when the next one comes through. Next one? Well, the night's young yet. <laughs> Seven o'clock in the morning and the night's young. Oh, I couldn't sleep if I tried. I'll never forget tonight as long as I live. Hey. Gynecology, that's my subject. What? Uh, yes, oh, it was beautiful. They're, they're, uh, they're going to call the babies after me, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Really? Yeah, how about that for an honour? <laughs> well, actually, you're not the only one. My family named theirs after me. Huh? Yeah, Taffy Popper Lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get on, Simon? Great, my midwife didn't even turn up. Did... And you coped by yourself, of course. Which one of you is on duty? Me. Me, me. Um, there's the address. Hurry up and make up your minds. We'll, we'll, we'll toss for it. Uh -huh. Odd man out goes. Right. Right, okay. Heads. Tails. Tails. Oh, I'll ah. see you, lads. If we're all free at lunchtime, we'll foregather in the George. Okay? Right. Well, good luck. Oh. It's been a pretty good night, hasn't it, Tad? Oh, it has that. Oh. Mr. Benskin gone. Ah, just a minute. There's a telephone call for him on the switchboard. Telephone call? It's a woman. Oh, I know he's just delivered a twin, but they're not asking for him personally already, are they? Well, she sounds a bit funny. You, you know, the way she talks. What do you mean? Way... Oh, the, uh, foreign accent. Oh, it's Vera. Well, I can't comprehend hardly a word. Well, I'll take it, I'll take it if I may. Oh, sure. In the wee office over there. Right, right, lovely, thank you. Ah, go on in, Mr. Sparrow. Thanks. Uh, hello, Vera. It's me, Simon. Oh, hello, Simon. Well, where's Anthony? Won't he talk to me? It's not that. He's out delivering. The babies, you know. Oh, babies. Yeah, he's already had one this morning. A baby. Well, I mean, half a one. Uh, a twin, that is. A twin? Yeah, well, like I said... How deliver twins? Yeah, well, like I said, you know, half a one. Uh, the other one was BBC or something. <laughs> Look, Vera, is everything going to be all right? I mean, you're not leaving him or anything, are you? I mean, you've, you've forgiven him, haven't you? No, it is Anthony. He doesn't need me. He does. He doesn't need anybody. He has nothing to give. No ambition, nothing. That's all changed, Vera. Simon. It has. I know it's incredible, but I think he really does want to be a doctor. Give him one more chance, please. If you leave him, we won't have anyone to sew our buttons on. Vera? <laughs> Vera, are you there? I'll see you in the George for lunch. Marvellous. And Simon? Yeah? You think it's babies which have brought about this change in Anthony? Positive of it. Hmm. Babies. Vera? Now, what are you... Navira, no, don't... I don't... Bye, Simon. See you in the George. Navira, no, no, Vera. What's the news? Uh, oh, uh, marvellous. Uh, she's not leaving him. Oh, great. Well done, Simon. Uh, yes, babies. Babies? Yes. Uh, we must tell Tony he's got to be very careful in the future. Very, very careful indeed. <laughs> That episode of Doctor in the House, written by Ray Cooney, the parts were played as follows. Simon Sparrow, Richard Bryars, Sir Lancelot Spratt, Geoffrey Sumner, Tony Benskin, Ray Cooney, Taffy Evans, Edward Cast, Vera Normal Ronald, Mrs. Stevens, Gwendolyn Watts, Sister and Granny, Beth Boyd, Porter and Padre, Brian Hayes. Doctor in the House was adapted from the original novel by Richard Gordon and produced by David Hatch. You have been listening to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. That was an episode of Doctor in the House entitled Our First Baby. That's all for this week, folks. So until next week again, take care.
This is Grove Stevens saying, keep smiling. We've got some half-price crack ties, some miles and miles of carpet tiles, TVs, deep freeze, and David Bowie LPs, all games, gold chains, what's names, and had a push, and Trevor Francis track suits from a mush and shepherd's bush. Push, 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 push. No income tax, no VAT, no money back, no guarantee. Black or white, rich or poor, we'll cut prices at a straw. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.